Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. In the recent years, social media has made it so easy for us to share, and it's incredible, but it also means that we don't necessarily understand why we're sharing or what we're sharing. And when it comes to personal aspects of our lives, I think we owe it to ourselves and the people around us to bring more intention, to bring more reflection to bring more context to what I'm sharing. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Welcome to the show. Giovanna Rossi here. And this month on the show, I'm going to interview Eva Fernandez, who's a pro-justice storytelling coach from the global south. She actually grew up in Dubai. She's from India. And she helps entrepreneurs, artists, thinkers, healers, and activists share the wisdom of their life experiences. And she works especially with Black, Indigenous, and people of color and people from the global south who are trying to contextualize their life story within the framework of social justice and feminism. And it's really deep work and clients are usually trying to work on a book or a series of essays or audio art with her. Really fascinating process that she uses. She's a former editor, journalist, and corporate marketing executive. She uses a combination of deep listening, coaching, gentle nudging, editorial guidance, and strategic thinking to get her clients closer to articulating their genius. So today on the show, we discuss how she became a pro-justice storytelling coach, the importance of passion for your work, and slowing down and being intentional in life, business, and online. You can find notes from today's show at wellwomanlife.com slash 262 show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash community. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Now to my interview with Eva Fernandez. Hello, hello, Well Women. Welcome to the show. Giovanna Rossi here. And this month on the show, I have a couple of things going on. I'm going to interview Eva Fernandez, who's a pro-justice storytelling coach. And I'll talk a little bit more about her in a moment. And after the interview, I'm going to share my thoughts about successful economic recovery in, in the workplace. So for businesses and families to thrive in New Mexico, what is it going to take and how can we get there? So I'm going to share a little bit more about that at the end of the show after the interview. So stay tuned for that. And you can find all the, the notes about all of this at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. But to get us started, I have an interview here with Eva Fernandez. She's a pro-justice storytelling coach from the global south. She actually grew up in Dubai. She's from India. And she helps entrepreneurs, artists, thinkers, healers, and activists share the wisdom of their life experiences. And she works especially with Black, Indigenous, and people of color and people from the global south who are trying to contextualize their life story within the framework of social justice and feminism. And it's really deep work and clients are usually trying to work on a book or a series of essays or audio art with her. Really fascinating process that she uses. She's a former editor, journalist, and corporate marketing executive. She uses a combination of deep listening, coaching, 
gentle nudging, editorial guidance, and strategic thinking to get her clients closer to articulating their genius. So today on the show, we discuss how she became a pro-justice storytelling coach, the importance of passion for your work, and slowing down and being intentional in life, business, and online. As I said, all the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash community. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Now to my interview with Eva Fernandez. I'm speaking with Eva Fernandez. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So Eva, I want to just start by asking you to share with listeners, who are you in the world today? I am, um, that's such a big question. And I am professionally a pro-justice storytelling coach. And what that means is I help people frame and reframe aspects of their life through the lens of social justice. And it's a hybrid between memoir writing and coaching and creating art. And that brings me to the second part of who I am, which is I am also an artist and a writer and a thinker and a poet. And the two aspects of my identity, those aspects of my identity, they've both been working together, like they've been both been coming to fruition as a result of a conversation between those those two aspects of identity. It's very difficult to be an artist and a thinker and to create you know, especially as a person of color, as a woman, as as all of these different historically excluded identities, without also acknowledging that these these systems of oppression exist. And so the process of being able to be an artist and to be able to be a writer has been influenced by my own awareness of what prevents us from speaking. And that's the work that I bring uh, when I speak and I work with clients. Mm. Okay. I love that. And so I I feel like we create what we need in the world, right? Like we create what we need in the world and we we teach what we need to learn. And so do you, do you feel like it's been a a process? Does that resonate with you? Like, is that part of of what's happened for you in bringing this work forward of the pro-justice storytelling? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent is that I, you know, I've come from a journalism background. I used to be a journalist. I worked in newsrooms and then I was an editor myself and I had editors too. And there's such a sense of machismo and tough love in the newsroom where it's like, we needed this done yesterday and you're like, it's just this like not a very supportive environment for a writer or an artist, especially somebody in their 20s. So there was a part of me that was like, I really want to support myself and other people through that process, which is it's hard to put your ideas together. And then after that, there is an actual technical skill, as you will know, there's editorial skill involved in how to tell a story. And too often, editors will just go straight to the editorial aspect, thinking about the heart, you know, of the person in front of them. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you assassinate somebody's spirit, as long as the copy is really good. And where I, you know, I, I, I feel quite strongly is that actually how you create is actually just as important as what you're creating, maybe even more. And that's what I was looking for. And I feel like I've been creating that. Yeah, you're definitely right as a, as a response to that mm. need. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, there's so many layers here, but just what's coming up for me as, as I'm hearing you talk is just slowing down and questioning the systems and the processes. And, you know, why do we need to do it so quickly? You know, and usually it's because we're trying to satisfy a, a customer or a paid sponsor or whatever it is in, in whatever system we're working within, not just journalism. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's that process of slowing down and questioning and being able to see it while you're in it, right? Like have an analysis of it while you're living it. Can you speak to that? Yes, slow it down, slow it all down. The ickiness of capitalism has its fingers all over this content producing machine that we seem to be trapped in. People with very sophisticated editorial teams and people with no teams were all under this massive pressure to constantly be producing. And something that I think we need to bring more attention to is intentional creation. And intentional creation means acknowledging that sometimes I have nothing to say. Sometimes I haven't figured out what I'm trying to say. So something that I work on a lot is incubation. And it's taken me sometimes years to figure out what was the point of this instance of this thing that happened in my life. You know, something happened in 2012. And I thought, wow, I really want to write about this. or I really want to, you know, make a video about this. But only now I'm getting it. Slowing down is so crucial to the process of creation, especially when we're talking about something as sacred as our life and our life stories. In the recent years, social media has made it so easy for us to share. And it's incredible, but it also means that we don't necessarily understand why we're sharing or what we're sharing. And when it comes to personal aspects of our lives, I think we owe it to ourselves and the people around us to bring more intention, to bring more reflection, to bring more context to what I'm sharing. And I think that will add value to the world and especially to us. Fundamentally, this is a question about addressing the narrative of your own life. And that narrative is written by your society, your culture, generations before you. And it takes critical thought and it takes somebody to press that pause button to say, I am going to reframe what happened to me and I am going to tell my story. So Eva, was there a time in your, in your life, in your career, where you just made this shift out, out of kind of mainstream status quo kind of work into what you're doing now? And like, can you talk about that? Yes. So I was very much part of the established nine to five. And actually it really wasn't nine to five. It was like eight to eight sometimes. And after about seven to eight years of working in corporate marketing and journalism, I made the decision to leave that world. And it was supposed to just be for a few months and come back in. And I started traveling and it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I slowly began to reclaim aspects of myself, my spirit, my sense of creativity. And I began to question the value systems that I was born into. And as a result of that, I began to question how we make money and how do we choose to live our lives. And 
from that pro-justice storytelling coaching began. Um, it was really born from a desire to make money in a way which isn't extractive and exploitative and is supportive and does good for people. And that's part of why I love the work I do. I work a lot with BIPOC social leaders and just being in the presence of these people is just, uh, wow, it's inspiring. You know, I sometimes I feel like you're paying me money, you know, to listen to your incredible life stories. Like I should pay you money. So this shift has been rewarding on multiple levels. And Eva, when you coach someone on writing their pro-justice narrative of their life, what like can you give listeners a sense of like where they can start? What what does that mean for them? Like how are they gonna start doing that? Yeah. So it's very often starts up with an intention. So quite often, if you're like a business owner or you're an activist, you have a larger message. And what we do is we identify this message and then we go back into your life and literally identify different aspects or different incidences that made you feel this way. You know, and so Marion Roche Smith has written an incredible book on memoir writing that I highly recommend. And she talks a lot about mining your life, that your life is just expansive and nobody really cares to hear all of it. And the skill comes in being able to find that specific moment, that time when I dropped the chocolate milk on the table and it made me think about, you know, injustice or the specific moment my teacher looked at me because I gave in this newspaper article. It's finding those specific moments that align with your larger message or the larger thing that you're trying to figure out. That's a great place to start. And then the second thing I'll say is whenever, like if you ever have stories you keep telling people over and over again, like your friends, your husband, your wife, they're sick of you telling them, but you always have to tell them even when people's eyes glaze over. That to me is like a huge indicator that there's something here that you want to share. So tell the story first and then keep that aside and then spend some time contextualizing it. So what is it about the specific incident that you know, taught me something or like, what would the power dynamics at play? How was this a result of my social status or my gender identity? And so you bring those levels and those layers of nuance only after you've told a story. And that's where speaking to somebody who has this kind of background is helpful because we're so close to our life stories that we can't see the larger picture. And that's what I provide for people. In that's what even a really good friend or a sibling can help you with, you know, it's just kind of like sit down and talk to people and be like, hey, when dad did that, you know, was that because was that patriarchy was, you know, what was going on there? Because that's yeah. how I'm seeing this. So connecting it to these things, connecting it to the issues and the, the things that you're interested in in your work. So connecting your life story to your work in that way. I love that. Okay, I'm speaking with Eva Fernandez and we're on The Well Woman Show. We'll be right back. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in The Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these two 
tools, you will easefully find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. I'm back with Eva Fernandez, and we're going into the segment called Superpowers for Success. And Eva, this is gives us a chance to share with listeners a little bit more about you and your wisdom about life. And the first question I have for you is, What does success in life mean to you? Success in life means to me very simply the ability to be present in this moment. So success means a sense of surrender and faith and surrender to whatever will come and faith that every step I'm taking today is in service to a grander vision. Mm, Beautiful. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? I think it took me a long time to figure that out. But there was a specific moment of working with just an incredible client. And when he would pause in our conversations and he would look me in the eye and he'd be like, wow, no one has asked me questions like that or nobody has tracked my life the way that you've tracked my life. I was just blown away and I felt, wow, okay, this is validation. So that's external validation, right? Like, and that's super important. And was there a moment when it was internal, when you knew in your heart, in your gut, in your body that like, this is it, this Mm -hmm. is my work? Yeah, absolutely. So I, part of the reason I left the corporate world is because of burnout, just extremely like physically unwell, mentally, emotionally, spiritually unwell. And when I started to go back into this kind of coaching, hybrid coaching, um, I began to feel the sense after every session, like energy, you know, like energized. I've just spent 90 minutes with somebody, but I'm feeling awesome. And it was initially an inkling and then it grew stronger and stronger and stronger. And I began to realize like, this is something that I feel I've been put onto this earth to do, that I have the emotional capacity, that I have editorial skills, that I have the desire and the optimism for the person in front of me to really, you know, tell their story and and, and really do something beautiful. And it fills me up, you know, it really fills me up when I, when I am in sessions with clients, which really is saying something compared to like my previous experiences in corporate, which is to drain me so much. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when did you identify your kind of field or, or your, your title, like pro justice storytelling is so unique and um, it, it paints a very clear picture of like what you do. Um, how did, how did you come up with that? And like, when did that happen? That happened about one year ago. And so prior to that, 
I was doing the same work, but it wasn't with a specific, it was like personal branding, coaching, and it was never really landing. And I was noticing that the kind of people who were coming in were confused also (laughs) as to what my value system was and what I actually could do for people. And the term personal branding was actually where I started. And I realized how much I detested, detested this notion of us being brands. But I love the discipline. I love what the idea is behind it. So it's been such a gradual trial and error process of, you know, just working with people, working, 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 feeling in my heart and my body, like which kinds of people am I really excited to serve and then can, can serve. And then I realized that people who are justice oriented are just incredible people. They're, they're the kind of people that I want to spend time with as much as I can. And then I began to notice that actually so much of personal branding, right, is ways for you to build your power. And the kinds of people I want to support are not extremely capitalistic people. Like I want to support these kinds of people to mm-hmm. share their stories. That's what I want to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Eva, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so you can do everything that you do? Yeah, there are multiple habits that are coming to mind, but specifically, I do a, a form of writing every day, and it's not morning pages. It's writing with the intention to publish. And so that process has been something that I've really worked very hard to get to. Um, I've heard a lot about writers saying, wake up in the morning and just write. And I struggle so much to do that. And I kind of learned the hard way that you have to think about what you want to write ahead of time. You know, you have to have, so I have a, a whole stack of ideas. Every time I get an idea or a story, I write it down on a piece of paper and I leave it aside and I keep collecting them. And then every morning I sit down and I write, I pick up one of those pieces of paper and sometimes honestly months or years have passed and the ideas have kind of connected. And then I will sit down and I will write and it'll be 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And I do it with a cup of coffee, which feels great. And then I, and I just, you know, and I write down how many words I wrote and it's been, it's been really helpful. I love that. Okay. That's great. And it's very different from like you said, morning pages or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Wow, what a great question. So it's a superpower that I discovered I just had that I've always I think it's the it's the ability to tell a story. You know, I went to um I studied journalism at university. I studied film. I worked in newsrooms and I kept feeling as if there was this, you know, there was this formula. There was this way in which you had to tell a story and there was these skill sets and and there really is. But at the same time, it's like it's innate. I think most of us have it. We all are like in some version of the other, a storyteller. So I think, yeah, the ability to tell stories probably is one of them. Yeah. Okay. And what advice would you give your younger self, say 10 or 15 years ago? Oh my goodness. So many things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, I think the advice I would give myself would be uh, to slow down, to really slow down and to be less critical of myself and more critical of the systems at play. I think I was prey to a lot of gaslighting that I did on myself and I don't think it was very helpful. And it sounds like you figured that out later, but would your younger self have heard you if if you had been able to tell yourself that? Would would your younger self have been able to listen or hear that? Mm. 
Yes, it is questionable. I was obnoxious. I was an obnoxious <laughs> kid. <laughs> I was an obnoxious kid. I was an obnoxious teenager. You know, I think I was so young that I, I felt I knew everything. And I just, I really bought into this, on this, this notion of meritocracy. I really believe that if you worked hard enough, you could shave 10 years of your CV like this. You know, that's what I believe. If you worked hard enough, you could just get anything done. And I think someone with that kind of attitude, uh, it's actually really hard to tell them, no, it's it's not just about working hard. Because the response probably would have been, well, you haven't worked hard enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because we, you know, we have this advice for our younger selves, but actually, we needed to go through the process to to realize or or to open up to what we you know can offer now. So Eva, just a couple more questions as we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Do you identify as a feminist? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. What does that mean for you? Feminism means to me it's a way of looking at the world through the eyes of, through an awareness of what patriarchy is. Feminism means that you look at a situation and you kind of say, what are the other angles here? What are the different values and emotions and skill sets that a patriarchal value system does not think important? What are the ways of doing business or figuring, working through an economy Feminism asks all those really important questions that expands the mind. Feminism for me in so many ways is is expansiveness. It's expansiveness to, it's a way to challenge the status quo. Yeah, it's a frame, right? It's a framework and a structure that you can, that's very real and tangible when everything else feels like not, not easy to define or talk about. You can go to your analysis, whatever you, you know, however you, whatever you call it and, and have that perspective. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Right now I'm reading Cuss by Isabel um, Wilkinson, I think. Yeah. And it's very fascinating. It's a fascinating book for me because I am from India and the caste system is not something that I really understand because I didn't grow up in India. I grew up in Dubai, in the Middle East, and I'm currently in America. And there are parallels, you know, and she's going through that. She's making this massive comparison between the two. Mm. And that is just, yeah, it's blowing my mind to kind of understand caste through an American perspective as to how it applies in in, in North America. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we'll add that to the, to the show notes for this show and also to our book list. We love recommendations from our guests and Eva Fernandez. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for the well woman show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.